the competitive 40k network presents art of war art of war strategy and tactics discussions with the best players on the planet now your host nick nanavani Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Art of War podcast. I'm your host, Nick Nanavati, and we are joined once more by my newest friend and family member, Quentin Johnson. Hello, I'm excited to be back. It's always so fun to be on here because I was like such a long-time listener and now I get to like that's, talk to everyone. That's awesome, Quentin. We love having you on. You have you're like getting rave reviews, you got pink hair, you have fun facts. Do you, do you have a fun fact for me today? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, it's those, okay. Those are those are live exclusives. Those are those are exclusive lives. You can check those out on our YouTube channel. But you know what you can check out here right now on this podcast? What? The Balance Data Slate. The Balance Data Slate. You just dropped right on us like a bomb. I know. I am I have been waiting for this thing for months. So I think we all have. I mean, no one is excited about the Eldari meta we find ourselves in. I mean, commentating Eldar versus Eldar finals at Nova was the most interesting thing I haven't done. Uh, I had to play the Eldar versus Eldar finals a couple times. Yeah, and then there's, you know, I think we all wanted this, yeah, long story short. So in this two-parter, we're going to do things a little bit differently. There's no point in talking about an event that happened last week with the old meta. because Eldar with, 1, spoiler El- alert. Eldar 1, spoiler alert. Yeah. Exactly. And that with the old and with the new. The, the, re- the very new. Very this, new. Is, this is not uh, your grandmother's balance day of sleep. No. This is no. a industrial strength balance day of sleep. This is not 20 points slapped on the Wraith Knight, call it good. This no, is... This, is, this is a significant fundamental change to many problematic units and very significant buffs to help to bad armies. So for this show, we're going to go first through the balance data slate, kind of top to bottom, go over the significant changes, and really talk about where we think the meta is going to fall, talk about what we're excited about. Then in part two of this show, which is for patrons only, you can subscribe on AOW40K.com. Quentin and I are going to talk about the armies we actually play, what directions we're excited about. Maybe subtle, small changes have had super significant impacts on towns. Um, So I'm really excited to get into it. I have 18 reasons to be excited for this balance state of sleep. All right, Quentin, before you, what's your first of the 18? Thundercap. Thundercap. Oh, wow. That's such a teaser. Okay, so yeah. we're, we're going to get into all this. But first, let's start with the core rules changes, since okay. we have some of those. Devastating wounds. How did those change? So it used to be that they were mortals, um, where if you rolled a six, it converted the damaged characteristic of your weapon to mortals. So say if you had a damaged weapon, it would go to three mortals. Now, instead of that, it's not mortals anymore. You're just not allowed to take an armor and vulnerable save against that attack. Um, so where this is functionally different is basically it doesn't spill over. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's still a save, you don't, attack you don't get saves against, but uh, a damage three mortal wound shot doesn't kill three models that are one wounds now. It just mm-hmm. kills one model really good. Also really importantly, um, if you have like uh, damage three weapons and shooting a damage two squad, now it takes one per guy instead of two per three. Yeah. Right? And then... It also has a more subtle change, which I think is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Armies like Custodes are pretty popular. They have a 4-plus female pain against mortal wounds. Devastating wounds are no longer mortal wounds. Yep. They are devastating wounds. Yep. So, it's own thing. But that's a, actually quite a significant decrease to Custodes' durability, because previously you, there wasn't an access to attack them on. Now devastating wounds is a very effective um, point of attack. Definitely. So that that's a pretty big change. That in and of itself is like a, a kick to Wraith Knight. It's not nearly enough, but like, no. you know, it, it is a um, start. Basically what it means is the Wraith Knight before had these guns that were anti-everything. I could, game one, shoot, flip a land raider on its head. 
Game two, shoot, flip twin, and neophytes, no problem. Would it would equally do both with perfect efficiency. And furthermore, to that point, like you, you don't just pick up twenty Necron warriors with ten possessed or a forge fiend anymore. Like no. twenty warriors, like Necron warriors, is, it, is so very hard to durable. Kill. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's one thing we've been talking around here a lot of the house is like every army that we think is going to be good has to have some answer to Necron warriors. Whether that's a strategy to go around them and leave them like an anchor unit or to just kill them. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep going. We got stratagems changing. Okay. So basically, they changed this in a really subtle, annoying way, but it is what it be. You can't use the an ability on your data sheet to make uh, to use a stratagem more than once, uh, unless it's a battle tactic stratagem, or it specifically specifies one stratagem. Right. So, so like, like abilities that say you can use the grenade strat twice, mm-hmm. like the biologic putrefier, you can still do that. Yeah, okay. So, but like a generic chaos yes. lord can't use the same strat twice unless it's a battle tactic. Um, and then you have to go through your codex and figure out which ones are battle tactics and whatnot. Interestingly enough, they also changed Overwatch to not be a battle tactic. Yes. So, this is a significant. Well, Overwatch had a different change as well in there. No, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a change to some armies more than others. Big thing is the custodians could no longer use this to fight first. You could no longer use this for, like, double overwatch. There's a whole lot of those supplementary strats you can't do. Um, but a lot of stratagems that were good, that people were using a lot, are battle tactics. Like, GC, GSC, for example, they're two good offensive stratagems. You can still use those. Mm-hmm. But you can't use um, one with the shadows anymore. That's the You can't shoot me outside of 12. Right. Um, Kind of going hand-in-hand hand with this, they also changed the way that Vect abilities work, where you increase the strat cost of stratagems, to also say you can only Vect battle tactics. Yeah, so it's a kind of double whammy. They made the effects that double down on the usage of stratagems worse in some places. Mm-hmm. Like, some armies didn't even notice. It's very interesting how they changed that. And then they made Vect worse, because it'll only matter against the factions that still get to spam their strats. Yeah. So the two relevant ones that are core stratagems that are battle tactics are um, command reroll and go to ground. Vect and command reroll. His eyes quite good. Yeah. yeah, that is a strat almost everyone uses at least once or twice a game. Unless you're Richard Siegler. That's fair. He plans for everything. He does. So Overwatch uh, and Insane Bravery are two strats that got some changes. Overwatch, uh, you can only use Overwatch at visible units. So no more indirect Overwatch. Think, but Jesus. Yeah. And then you can also only. You can't target a Titanic unit with the strat, so no Wraith Knights. No Wraith Knights, and none of the, I think it was the Sustained Hits 1 Crusader or um, Castigator, both really awesome targets for Overwatch. Oh, great. So these two changes, the Overwatch change and the Devastating Wound change, are actually, in my opinion, enough to probably move the Wraith Knight out of the Super Broken Sphere, because previously what it was, it had an anti-everything gun, it no longer has that. It just has a very effective anti-tank gun, but it's only good into tanks. Yeah. Um, you shoot it, you kill like three or four neophytes, you move on with your life. It's, you know, 505 points. Um, also, what I liked for the Wraith Knight was the fact that I would just fire Overwatch once a turn and see what happened. So basically it got 10 activations, now it gets five. Right. So the thing I like about the other change to strats here is insane bravery. They made quite a few changes here. So it still auto passes your battle shock, but you have to use it preemptively. You can't see you failed it, and oh, I don't want to fail this one. You have to call it before, which is great because mm-hmm. it actually makes that decision point meaningful. Um, and then you targeting that must take a battle test, which is before you take it. And then uh, you can't use a strat more than once per game. So yeah. I, 
I'm seeing more with like the Tyranny Codex and stuff. Like Battleshock is a feature of armies. So whatever, yeah, that happened when 10th edition dropped was Battleshock was just a hilariously useless mechanic. Right. Because it was like most armies never failed. And if you did, lol one CP. And ironically, Battleshock is a is a fairly decent approach to stopping the Necron Warrior spam from starting. There's a lot of engines. armies that are starting to creep up there that have like OC two or three units that are very durable that have like a ton of bodies, and Battleshock's a great way around that. Yeah, you gotta deal with them just standing on the primary. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm very excited about this change in the same bravery. I think that is very meaningful and exciting for the game. Yep. Um, um and we got a change to the way ruins work. This is we got this one up there, yeah. Um, this is pretty big as well. Basically, towering no longer works the way it does. Towering just gives you ninth edition ruins. So towering no longer lets you ignore the obscuring parts of ruins, but if you tap into any part of the ruin, you can now see through all of it. That so why is that significant? This is really where I think the Wraith Knight just gets kicked out of lists. And, yes. and a lot of knight armies are probably going to struggle mm-hmm. and go more towards that little model thing. So they can't shoot across the table. Yep. I know a lot of people, there's an endless thousands of debates in every Discord and Reddit server about what's towering, good or bad. Here's the reality. Towering on bad terrain allows the knight to just scoop you out of your deployment zone and you're super sad about and there's it. There's no counterplay. There's no way around it. If they go first, they get to shoot you. Right. And you can argue like the terrain should solve it. Sure, whatever. Not everybody has great terrain. So this just solves it, you know? It also means that the GW format layout, which was very, which is actually very, very dense terrain, but is really reliant on um, obscuring ruins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes it much less effective to play a night player or something like a wraith knight on there. I'm super excited about this. I think this is a wonderful change. This is fantastic. It, honestly, in my opinion, this is the second best change in the entire um, balance data slate. Was the first one just getting rid of the wraith knight? Uh, no, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Um, so we've got adeptus custodies and all. Well, we have all the faction rules next. So a lot yeah. of a lot of factions got some changes to the rules, better or worse. Some got significant. Some got whatever. Yeah. Um, custodies got a few big ones though. So custodies, by and large, the big change is that their unwavering sentinels, which is the fight's first ability, is no longer a battle tactic. So you can no longer double up on it, and you can no longer make it free. Right. So that's awesome. I mean, fights first, like, invalidates close combat armies against close custodies. And yeah. being able to spam it out is just silliness. So The other big change is the squad size for all of their guys went from 5 to 10 to, sorry, from 4 to 10 to 4 to 5. So no longer will you have these big bricks of guys that you can stack, stack really effective captains and buffs on. But instead, you have to rely on much smaller unit sizes. And I think that's great because, like, it's Games Workshop's not always done the best job of trying to manage the fact that a one CP strat on three custodies guard is not the same effectiveness as a ten man unit. And they don't have scaling points like ten just costs linearly more than the three man. So, I think this is a great cap to those scaling issues. Yep, I I like this change quite a bit. I think one of the big issues with custodies was the fact that also like. You could have one guy trailing back to an objective, and then nine were fighting forward, but getting the rerolls for being on an objective, stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's also easier to just do stuff to five mans and like make them a two man really quickly, and then yes. it's not as insanely powerful. Five, a five man is much more ignorable. Yeah, the amount of stuff that can tie up a five man is much higher than the amount of stuff that can tie up a ten man. And then similarly, they made the bike status sheet just two or three Virtus Braiders. Yeah, I don't know if this one had to happen. I mean, it make I, I understand why to kind of keep in thematic line. The bikes were bad, though, so... Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know the bikes are bad. I think bikes might have been the next best thing if they nerfed the infantry. I think 18 bikes shoving and in, moving into your opponent's turn was always, like, super underexplored. It was, yeah. Um, so we've got a couple other factions that got changes. Admech, 
Admech have some data sheet changes to their Rangers and their Vanguard. Both have their armor save characteristic changed to four up, and they get a five up in bowl. This is an amazing change because the Admech infantry was laughably bad. Um, is this really enough? Isn't it still no, laughable? I don't think it's enough. I think it is a great change. It's an awesome step in the right direction. Um, but another big issue with Admech is that their detachment is probably the worst in the game right now. And I would have liked to see significant changes to that. Yeah. Or just something new entirely. Um, we'll see when we get to the points, but I think Admech were probably the biggest loser out of this balance status lately. I don't know if we got anywhere near enough stuff. Yeah, definitely not enough attention. No. Sorry for the Admech fans here. And yeah. here we get to uh, Eldari, and you might expect this to be like pages and pages long, but it's actually only one bullet point. Fret not, though, all of their points, which we'll also cover in this episode, have, have gotten some looking yeah. at. So between the generic rule books updates like fan, uh, like uh, Towering and things like that, and Wraith Knights, Dev Wounds, then Eldar also got this nerf, Phantasm, so you can only target infantry. Which is quite big. Um, it means stuff like Kane, the Avatar Kane, can no longer just like book it at your opponent. Um, you can no longer phantasm the like Eldar vehicles that are really popular. Yeah, it's so annoying when someone screens with like a hornet or a warwalker, and it's like I can't even answer this. Yeah, it just leaves. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love this change. I mean, I wish phantasm like didn't exist. I, th- it's I still think it's too a strong. problematic strat. I mean, yeah. the, this should have said change the phantasm's text to read insert something else, right? Yeah, it should have been phantasm strat does a different thing. Or alternatively, it should have been um, the. Use the strat when an enemy unit ends a move of any kind within nine inches of an Eldar unit. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways to make Phantasm. I don't hate this, though. The Eldar infantry have always been one of the least problematic parts of the index, in this in this mm-hmm. index, right? A lot of the, the um, really problematic units were the vehicles. You say that, though, but like my brain instantly goes to 10 Rangers and Illich just abusing this. That, that is an issue. But I think it's less abusive than the Wraith Knight. Well, because what a, what a bar is said. That's, that's so true. Also, I don't know. I This strat is still broken. I still will use it every game. <laughs> right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, is it? It's not battle tactics, is it? Uh, I think it is battle tactics. Oh, then, I, then you still have to bring it back. You still, you still back to it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, <sighs> it, this strat this went from being the best strat the game has literally ever seen to simply very good. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we got some other changes. Agents of the Imperium, they have a data sheet change to the exaction score. Um, the biggest, they're a 10 man now. Yeah. So they're no longer super cheap. And they also gain points. Yeah. So just, you're not seeing exactions anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have some changes to their weapons, but whatever. Whatever. They're not relevant. Queen, Death Guard. Death Guard. This is my favorite uh, change of the entire balance status. I game. think Games Workshop knocked it out of the park with this one. It is very impactful, it is succinct. It is incredibly flavorful, and it gives Death Guard a unique dynamic they did not have before, and I hope they continue with the Codex release. What does this change do? So, the Death Guard current ability is uh, Contagion Range. If you're within Contagion Range, you are minus one toughness, which in today's day and age is useless. Because everything, Death Guard weapons did not go up in strength a lot, Mm -hmm. and everyone's toughness went up a lot. So, there's just such a range of strengths now, like it, it's unlikely that your weapon happens to wind up at the point that changing your toughness even matters. It's very it's like basically what that rule is once a blue moon, you get plus one to wound against some targets if you're right next to them. But whatever. In addition to this, this is an entirely new additional rule. Death Guard get to pick at the declare battle formation step, so you get to change it game to game if you pick this rule when you put your characters in units. Um either 
everything within contagion range gets minus one save, or everything within contagion range gets minus one weapon skill, ballistic skill, or everything within contagion range gets minus one leadership in OC. These are all very impactful rules, and I could legitimately see myself taking any of them. I think minus one save is the best one. The really cool thing about this is it's minus one to the characteristic of the save. It's not plus one AP. So say someone has a Terminator in cover. They get a three-up save if you shoot them with AP zero because they get bumped to a three-up save and they can no longer take that cover bonus. Oh, that's awesome. Yep, I love it's, that. It's a way to get around Armor of Contempt. Um, John and I played a practice game, and I had a Rhino punch a Norn Emissary to death because he rolled a two on a save. The Rhino was contagion range, so he's he had a three of armor save. He failed the save, and the Rhino killed it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think is going to be? Is this like a build defining thing where yes. you're going to always pick like a shooty version, or so, are you actually going to switch between game to game? I think basically always you're going to take the minus one save. I think if you are playing an army like Demons or Harlequins, I don't really have saves. You're going to go ahead and pick the minus one weapon skill, ballistic skill. Because mm-hmm. Death Guard can stack a lot of minus one to hit. So, like, Shalaxi comes in and hits me on fours. Yeah. Which is significant. Um, oh, Shalaxi. Oh, Shalaxi. And then uh, um, I, I think Necrons, you, you might take the minus one to OC. In the you might, yeah. yeah. The, other, the other big thing about this um, is that Death Guard are a faction that really crippled their damage is the fact that there was not like a stat higher than AP2 in the entire book. Like, it just wasn't. It's weird that Death Guard are transitioning away from being a durable army, I would say, and being into this weird debuff army. I like it, though. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the problem is Death Guard have always been kind of competing for the durable faction, and I feel like Necrons do it better. Yeah. They just but always sucked at it. They were just, because they were slow, right? So they just, they had no choice. Because they were like, yeah, we can take a punch better than most people, but we have to take it. We have no other options. Yeah. Um, and, like, you'll notice now Death Guard have no defense ability, so they're just space marines with minus one move, plus one toughness, which is not an even trade-off in this game. So I really hope that the Death Guard Codex kind of continues with this, and a lot of the enhancements and relics and um, detachment abilities are focused around debuffing in certain ways. I would love to see that. That'd be super cool. Um, and then just moving through it, we've got a few more changes. We've got Death Watch. This they one, got... Death Watch got ooh, just annihilated. I think the biggest lose to balance, honestly. Is them or Admech? For different <laughs> reasons. Death Watch, I, they were problematic, I guess, but definitely not to the, to the extent. They, extent. Got, they got pummeled. What happened here, Quinn? So previously, um, Death Watch had three really awesome stratagems that you could use on any other weapons. They were Assault and Ignores Cover. Or anti infantry two plus anti monster five plus, or um, I think it's what is it? Or plus one AP and plus mm-hmm. six inch range. So you can use this on any weapons, so like desolators or flamers. Now you can only use them on bolt weapons. So the straps went from being universally relevant to being very niche. And then you can put these on bolt carrying space marines, but that's like just not that impressive. It's not. It's much. Yeah. It is much less impressive. Death Watch went from being probably the best Space Marine chapter, or definitely one of them, to being one of the worst Space Marine chapters. And then also Devlin's God Nerf, too. God Nerf, yeah. So mm-hmm. the whole package kind of fizzled out there. But Space Marine should be getting a new codex soon-ish, one expects. They've announced it already. They've announced yeah. it. So um, Gene Sir Cults are the next army. They got hit hard. I don't know 
Kyle Hart. I'm very eager to get my Gene Steelers onto the table because they basically hurt the Army, cult Army ambush rule on a bunch of points. And the points actually, in my opinion, hurt the most. Mm -hmm. Coming back to life for me was always like icing on the cake. It was never the strategy. But what they've done here is they basically made it so all Gene Steelers cult units now only trigger on a five plus plus Mm -hmm. instead of on a four plus. And then battle line units only add one to the result instead of adding three to the results. So you're not auto-bringing Neophyte back, you're bringing Neophytes back on fours, and you're bringing Aberrants back on fives. And then furthermore, um, if you die in the first or second battle round, then you actually get another plus one, so you, then you could come back a little easier on threes at the easiest with your Neophytes. But it's not even easy to die in the first or second battle round because you should be hiding. Yeah, turn one, you can't drop in. Turn two, like, do you die? So a lot of times you die turn three. Yeah, and the game really starts happening turn three. But it's nice because sometimes your opponent like kills a squad or whatever. Yeah. This plus the points probably brings Jinster Cult from, in my opinion, second best army in the game, just shy of Eldar, um, to somewhere in either B or A tier, honestly. I'd say A tier. I'd say low A. Low a. I, I, they don't have an infinite amount of stuff to really capitalize on winning. You know, The way you had to beat Jinster Cult was to snowball them. Yeah. But it was really hard to snowball them. This is now it's much, much easier. Because they, they, they hit you less hard, and then they actually die. Yeah, and you just have less stuff. Like, and I felt like the amount of stuff I had was like just past the threshold of my opponent can't deal with this in most of my games, which, you know, I won all my games with Gene Steeler Cole. But now I feel like it's in my opponent can just deal with this territory. So now I'm not sure. That, coupled with the fact that I come back to life less, is like, hmm. They're probably just going to kill me. It'll it'll play more like ninth edition, where I'm like trying to score a hundred while getting tabled instead of early tenth, where it's like I'm scoring a hundred and I'm tabling you. Yeah. Um, they also got a change to the Adeline Jackal's data sheet. Um, and when you they changed it so when you come back with Cult Ambush, you must set up with a nine inches of the battlefield edge instead of six, which is a buff, but not really significant. Okay. Yeah. Grey Knights can no longer use their you can't shoot me outside at 12 strat more than once. It's now a strategic point instead of a battle tactic. I love that. I hate when I can't shoot them. I, I don't love that rule in any codex. I think yeah. it's a, yeah. Especially Grey Knights are so good at the non-interactive style. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't need more of that. Mm-hmm. Imperial Knights, what happened here? Oh boy, they, they they got they got real bad hits. So previously. Each big knight came with a bondsman buff that would apply to itself and the armager. Now it only applies to the armager, not itself. So the crusader, they'll say the warden's minus one damage used to give it out to an armager and itself. And now it's only the armager. The warden is no longer minus one damage. Mm-hmm. It is a significant debuff. Um, I don't think knights needed this. I think the towering change was a big hit already. Um, additionally, thunderstomp got changed to an epic deed, so you can't use it for free. Mm-hmm. Trophy claim which used to be an infinitely recyclable one CP strat where you spent the CP and then yet at the end of the stratagem's activation, you get one back. It's now two CP. Mm-hmm. So you still have to pay one for it. Um, and then Valiant Last Stand went from one CP to two CP. I don't know why they hate knights. Knights did not need it. Um, maybe the data shows knights are doing better than they are because like RTTs happen and knights just stomp on bad terrain. I, I think they, what happened was the, the night book that came out was so aggressively primed to beat up mid tables. Yeah. Um, it was very, very problematic in mid tables because uh-huh. if say you're at a local RTT and maybe you run GTs once or, you know, an RTT like once every six months. So your stores gonna have awesome terrain. It's a hodgepodge collection of like, maybe it's one or two of the new FLG sets and like this bunch of terrain lifter from seventh. And you play against knights with the table table, and they're like, well, I went first. I'm going to shoot you now. 
my whole army's toughness twelve, your whole army's toughness four. Guess I win. I you know for the few night players that are like truly night players and not meta chasers, I feel for them because this is like your army kind of so great now, but. Yeah, it's, it's um, most people play knights because easy stompy wins, and I'm not about that. No. Um, Leagues of Votan. So the big change here, so previously Leagues of Votan picked one unit to give out a judgment token to. And if they killed it, they got extra CP. Now um, they pick four units. Yeah. Um, and if they kill any of them, they get extra CP. That's good. So Richard was talking about this, how he's like, cool, I'm going to pick those four crew hounds. Mm-hmm. Are going to be one of my oath targets. I killed you turn one, three CP. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they can gain more than one? It's, it things? says it specifically ignores the. Oh, so you know, you can, if you kill all four, you still only get it once. Sure. Um, but you can get it a lot easier now. The big thing is now that Votan have much more reliable access to their army role, whereas previously they just didn't. And then I assume they have really good strats to make um, use of all the CP. No, the strats are. They have okay strats. Okay. The biggest one are Armor Contempt and Sus 1 on a unit. Okay, so this is like not that thrilling. No, um, it, it is. It is. It also Votan also got very significant one shots. Okay, that that helps a lot. And we'll get to all that in just a sec yeah. here. But the last data sheet change and just generic rules balance data sheet change is that Space Marines have went to five man squads for their Desolation Marines, not five to ten, just five, just five. And yeah. I think that's great because I'm so sick of seeing. I'm tired of those things. Those things. I hate indirect fire. I think it's like one of the worst mechanics they've ever. I think ever they're used. also one of the ugliest modern models GW has released. Things look ridiculous. Yeah, I don't hate them as much as most people aesthetically, but I hate them for every other reason. Yeah, they're not. They're just a problematic unit, okay. but not anymore. They they went up in points, I'm sure, and went to five models. Yeah, 200 points. You probably don't take five. You yeah. might. You might take one spot of five, but I don't know if you do. I feel like the point of indirect fire at that rate is like totally table someone in your deployment zone. And just that's your win condition. Yeah. Um, that's where you take 20 desolators, and that's the thing. Five is like I have this tool for 200 points, and it doesn't move. Yeah, it doesn't seem great. To I'm me. gonna shoot and kill five idiots, like five like guardsmen behind a wall. You take three pl- three interceptors and deep strike next them. Do it that way. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna go through our points changes. We're not gonna go through like line by line, pretty much everything, but we'll talk about each faction, each faction, and like broad strokes what happened here. So we'll start alphabetically because that's how they've done it in the wonderful balance data slate mail and field manual. And this is all online on the Warhammer community website. So if you want the specifics to your codex and whatever, you can go on that Kinsworth website. So sisters really didn't get a lot. There's a lot of red here, but the drops are not that significant. It's a lot of my, mid to minor changes. Everything went down five to ten ish points, which you know across the army does lead Hell. to like a hundred to two hundred more points in your in your force. Then a couple significant ones that we did get. We've got Paragon Warsuits going from two forty for three to just two hundred for three, and then that's like to the point where like they're not amazing, but they aren't that expensive either. Mm-hmm. And then, like, quality of life stuff. Like, rhinos at 75 is a pretty universal change. I think you might see a lot of rhinos in the new world. I've been, I, the rhino 75 is the point where I really actually got them. Start I, taking them in every unit. Yeah. Like, rhinos got cheaper by 10, and then all the stuff you put in the rhinos got cheaper by 5 to 20, depending on what you're looking at. And then it's like, wow, my packages got a lot cheaper. So, very broadly, what this shakes out is that your sister's list should have somewhere between 100 and 200 extra points, depending on what of these you take. Um, I don't know if that will be enough. Sister did not get any additional changes, and they're one of the lower-performing factions. They didn't fix their damage problem. No, I think that's, that is really their problem. They don't have, like, anything great for playing mission or, you know, just they're, they're an MSU, multiple small unit style of effective efficiency units, and 
they're, they're, efficient they're not that efficient is the problem. They used to be super efficient, but times have changed. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Time will tell. I think this is definitely the right direction for Zisters, but I don't think this was enough. No, I don't think it was either. Custody's got a ton of changes. So this is actually pretty hard. Um, big one is, I believe, Alaris and Guard both went up five points of model. Wardens went up. Um, uh, in addition, and then a bunch of the trash went down. And then a lot of the Forge World stuff went down quite a bit. Um, Venatari went from being like laughably bad to being like an interesting choice. Yeah, Venatari became interesting. Um, Guard went from max squad of 10 to max squad 5 and 250 for the 5, so that's significantly worse. Yeah, they Kosudin Guard took one of the biggest hits of any individual unit. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much your Kosudin's army got worse and more expensive across the board. Yeah. So that's you're, you're limited to 5 bands, and you lost somewhere between 100 and 150 points. Yeah, and if you try to do the MSU route, you're... Your two mana Lars went up to 140, so that's just going to cost more. Your exaction squads and stuff cost more. Kasuri's got a lot of death by thousand cuts here. Yep. Admech. I don't uh, know what anything used to cost. <laughs> uh, th- this is honestly a disappointing change here. Um, the Rangers and the Vanguard both got very substantial decreases, but the problem was they went from being like so utterly trash garbage to bad, right? But is that with the armor save buff too? And yeah. the evil save? So Squad of Rangers was 125 points for 10 guardsmen with bolters. That's terrible. Yeah. Must like truly terrible. Yeah. So now it's 90 points for 10 four up save guardsmen with bolters. That's five pinball. But yeah. And five Yeah, it's still just not that needs to cost like 70. Yeah. Um basically every admec unit went down five or ten points, but they needed to go down. 20 or 25 points. Um, the Dragoons at this point are very cheap. Dragoons got significantly cheaper. Dra- Dragoons are the, to the point where you can take nine of them and just stat check your opponent because they're like seven wounds each with minus one hit. Yeah, 180 for three and you could take nine. Is 540 for nine cheapish vehicles is very good. Yeah. That's a spinnable profile. That's, you could make your army around like what other things could I take in with that? You can use allies. Yeah. So you, what you could do is you could take um, 18 chickens. 18 chickens. We have nine last cannons and nine dragons. So how much are the iron striders? Those are the There's, chickens. Uh, it's 150, four, three. So it's 450. Wow. So it's sub a thousand points and you get 18 vehicles. That is crazy. Yeah. That, that is legit. They're all like seven or fifty seven. It's also like a thousand dollars to do that. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. there are people who do that. <laughs> um, by and large, I'd make, uh not enough changes. I think this was a huge step in the right direction, oh, yeah, but yeah. it was not. It's not going to take Admech from like D tier terrible to like A tier. I don't know. No, but I think Admech have a codex coming really soon. I think you have a build here though. This is like eighteen dragoons and a thousand points is an army. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. No changes, Titans. Eldar. Eldar, Quinn. What happened to these? Folks? Okay, so very broadly speaking, a lot of the problematic units went up fifteen to twenty points. The overarching goal is that your Eldar list will now have, like, 200 to 250 less points in it. That's not bad. Which is not bad. That plus, plus the Wraith Knight changes. Yeah. So the Wraith Knight went up to 505 and is five now... Ten. 510, sorry. It is now an, a unit that I would take if I really wanted to run a Wraith Knight. I thought it was cool, and it wouldn't be bad. And I would totally take it to, like, an RTT, but I would never take it to a GT. It is a 510-point anti-tank platform that doesn't do anything else. Yeah, the Wraith Knight, I think, is gone, thankfully, and that should do a lot to just reduce the feels bads against playing Eldar, but they also took a lot of other hits. Yep. The Incarn, uh, notably, went up The Incarn went up 80 points. Yeah. She went up from 270, which is criminally undercosted, to 350, which is honestly probably fair. 
yeah, I'm pretty happy with the Incarnate 350. I mean, if you just take the Incarn up to 80, War Walkers went up to 110 from 100. Um, Warp Spiders went up to 115 from 100. Like, it lists featured three War Walkers, three Warp Spiders often. And that alone is like 75 points plus 70 on the Incarn or 80 on the Incarn. That's 150 right there. Yeah, there's a lot of red here. Almost all of their bad. A uh, five prisms went up another thirty. Another thirty. I yeah, like they're that. They're at one eighty now. Yeah. Okay. Five um, prisms started at one twenty-five. I know. Can you believe that? Yeah. War Walkers started. I think they were in like the nineties. Decans were like fifty-five. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Decans. I mean, decans are now one twenty-five. Yeah. War Walkers are one ten from where they started, like seventy. One of the things that I think is egregious, the the night spinner did not get it as hard as I wanted. What's the night spinner? One eighty. What was it? One seventy. Oh, that's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Is it really that amazing though? Because I feel like it's the, the whole Devlin's package. Changed. The yeah. Devlin's changed too. Yeah. Um. So, by and large, basically every problematic Eldar unit went up a ton of points. Um. There are things you will still just take. You're still going to take an Autark Way Leaper. You're still probably going to take. You probably almost everyone will probably start to feature the Avatar Kane. Avatar is three thirty-five. Yeah. He was like three hundred. Um, yeah, that's not that. I hard. think a lot of the B tier units are going to start to become more impactful. I think almost everyone's going to take Raiders and Illich now. Mm-hmm. Stuff like the Solitaire, Striking Scorpions, Windrider Jet Bikes, I think are all going to become a lot more. The um, units in your army. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, you will see a lot less Eldar tank spam. How good do you think Eldar has ended up in this? Um, I think they went from being the undisputed master of the game and one of the best armies the game has ever seen to being a very solid S-tier, A-tier army that has probably things that are better with legit counterplay, and you can totally build the fight Eldar. Yeah, I think Eldar, we all know where they were, but yeah. I think now they have fallen, believe it or not, to like debatably A-tier, S-tier. I would say about as good, maybe slightly better than they were in ninth edition. Yes, that's a good, yeah. yeah. They, are, they are no longer an auto-win. You will, if you take Eldar, you have to actually like play the game. Yeah, you have to be, and it's also like we always talked about how like a great player with Eldar is just like untouchable in the yeah. current edition or previous. Now I feel like you'll have to be a great player to unlock what this codex can do. Yes, because you're going to have a lot more reliance on the fast movement tricks. It's it's all all of the hammers got hit. The one exception near Wraith Guard only went up thirty points to three forty, and their infantry, so you can phantasm them. That's true. Yeah, so Wraith Guard, I think you're going to go back and do a lot of lists as the brick. But also, Devlin's got worse on Wraith Guard. It did. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Devlin's change, coupled with all these points changes, coupled with, with Brave Knight going away and Phantasm. Eldar did get hit. They did get a significant nerf. It is a lot. We'll see if it was enough, but it was it was a not insubstantial nerf. Plus, a lot of the bad factions got better. Well, you had their forge roll points, too. I feel like a Lynx at 180 is still a little cheap for my taste, and the five Shadow Spectres at 95 is still way too good. Agreed. Um, FN Chat for the Scathat, something was like not great, and now it's terrible. Um... The links, the problem with the links, interestingly enough, is not the stats. It's the fact that it's huge. It's like this big. Yeah. It's the size of like a loaf of bread. Yeah, I've seen it. It's huge. So it's hard to just get anywhere. It does move 24 and shoot you with four pulse lasers, but. Yeah, you probably won't see it too often no. at 180. Just, um, it's so defensive. I think what's going to happen is that some units are going to leave my list. A lot of things I'm just going to accept and just take anyways. Like, I'm probably still going to take spiders. Mm-hmm. They're still really good at one. They're still great. Yeah. You still say tails. Hornets and Warwalkers, you still take them. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Spectres are great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eldar is still great, but not what they used to be. No, if you're, if you're an Eldar player, 
don't be sad. This this is a much more fair codex. It's still very strong. If this codex released when the game happened in this current state, I think everyone would just be like, oh, that was good. Yeah. That was really good. Eldar, so I feel like Eldar are now about where, like, CSM was. Yeah, right? I think CSM got better. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Eldar and CSM are like in competition yeah. with like Tyranids and a couple other armies for like who is top dog right now. Tyranids got a huge hurt. Well, Tyranids got a huge codex. Yeah, and they lost 200 points. Well, maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no context on Tyranids. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, Agents of the Imperium. The big one here um, is I don't know where Void's been changed. They're now the cheapest one because the exactction went up to 10. Yeah, so I guess the new cheap ally for for custodians and knights and stuff are five Voidsman arms at 50. Calidus went down 20 points. Yeah, I mean, Vex got worse. Vex got much worse. But 90 points just jump around, score secondaries, and still Vex is pretty good. I think good. she is now in competition to their assassins, particularly the Episaur, but I still think you still take her. Yeah. Just because a 90 point loan op that, like, can randomly kill something cheap and then like yeah and then teleporting up and down is amazing it is yeah yeah um Terran. um by and large the big changes here are all of the indirect went up a substantial margin um i believe the like mortar things went up like 40 points yeah pretty much like manticore is up to 150 uh all the lehman russes went down basically everything went down a lot, and then the all the indirect went up a lot. So, Basilis stayed the same at one thirty-five. Basilis weren't like a problem. Though. The Ford filled ones, the rapiers, it's the weren't. the Medusa batteries is what they're called. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the changes. Rapiers, I know we're in Scarks list from Poland, and they seem to have changed. I don't know if they used to cost, but I think they went down. Honestly, yeah. Um, it's the Medusa carriage battery, I think, is what it's called. Oh, there it is. Earthshaker Earth carriage, carriage battery. Yeah, I think it was 80 points. 80 now up to 120. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna. that's a huge nerf to guards indirect game. But then your Lehman Russes went down. Battle Tanks, 180. Kazakhan are 100. Uh, Demolishers, 200. Eradicators, 160. Executioners, 180. So basically, uh, it changes across the board, which I think is fair. I, I, I hated the guard indirect style of list. Yeah. I'm no much, I, I think that was kind of cancerous. I'm glad that's going away. I think if Guard want to take like two Basilisks and be like, I can shell your five intercessors over three turns, it's fine. Um, a couple other significant changes is like Rogel Dorn up to 260. Or down, down, to, down to 260. Yeah. Sentinels change from to 60, 120, and 180 for unit sizes. And then uh, your Gaunt's Ghost, which I know a lot of people take, are 100 now. They went down, actually. Sentinels oh, went up, Gaunt's Ghost went down. That's great. Have you read the Gaunt's Ghost books? Quinn, you oh. you are the person who does the reading. Anyway, they're really good, and I highly recommend them to anyone in the chat. Wonderful. Chimera's at 72. That's cheap. Uh, dedicated Transport is another shadow winner of this uh, balancing slate. Yeah, Dedicated Transport meta. Here mm-hmm. we come. Uh, Black Templars. The Jack Templars. Um, Jack has been singing me a song all morning. What's the song? Things. Um, Black Templars got cheap. Um... Sword Brethren went down five points model. Basically, all the characters went down. Um, yeah. Yeah. What is it? It's the Crusader Squad, I think. You can take, like, ten Power Armor dudes for, like, 125 points or something. Uh, yeah. One Sword Brother and nine Initiates, I yeah, think. Yeah, and the one Side Brother and nine Initiates, ten Power Armor guys for 125. Five. It's 12 that, points of model for Power Armor. That is really good. Yeah. 
Wow. So you, you could spam that out. Like Black Templar is basically everything got much, much cheaper. And that's something you're going to find. Is Space Marines got huge points drops across the board. Interesting. They're about to get a Codex, though. So yep. that too. Blood uh, Angels. Uh, really similar story here. Basically, everything went down quite a bit. Like 10 uh, to yeah. 20 points on every single unit, basically. Space Marines. Except for Marines. Brother Carbulo and Captain Tycho. So. Yeah. The, the, the one thing I noticed when I was going through Chaos Space Marines, and it seems pretty evident in Space Marines now, too, is just. The power armor Space stuff? Marine bodies got cheap. Yes. Yeah. So Space Horde Space Marines is an archetype now. Yeah. Um, that's something I'll talk about in part two. Yeah. What I'm excited about. And Death Company got substantially cheaper as like, well. Death Company are cheap now. Five yeah. models for 130 is like, I'm going to take this unit. Yeah. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Chaos Demons. Now, these poor boys got hit and not buffed enough. Mm-hmm. So basically... Their, their whole identity was monsters prior to this competitively, and then every monster you took went up in cost. Spellicor is up to 350. Bloodthirster's up to 320. Fate Weaver, I think he actually stayed the same because they love me. Uh, he's 285. But then Lord Changes 260, and Shalaxi, poor girl. Shalaxi went all the way up to 450. So you're probably not going to be as successful spamming out big demons. You could try it with, um, anyway, I mean, Death Bones and Wraith Knights stop being such mm-hmm. a problem. But still, getting hit by things you don't get saves against is just as bad for your big monsters. And then the way they kind of made up for this is to make a lot of smaller stuff cheaper. Um, it wasn't really enough. Like these went, Nurgle went down five a model. Bloodletters went down to one forty, which is still too much. Um, your troops got a little cheaper. Play bears at one twenty five. Hars at um, where are the pink cars? Pink cars still at one forty. So yeah, interestingly enough, though, demons make a pretty good ally package. You mm-hmm. have thirty five point rulings. They actually went down. So if you want even cheaper trash, they're better. Um, very interesting here. The eight. Skimmer, no, the burning chariot. That's what's called the burning chariot. Went to one fifteen, and that dude is a pretty good profile. Shoots a heavy flamer or three like glass cannon type shots, and more more importantly, when he hits a target, it, your whole army is covered against it. So slotting that into chaos lights or slotting that into chaos space marines is a huge and awesome way to amplify your power. Demons are like my favorite army, and I'm super sad that like they don't have love. But yeah, 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 rip, rip. Chaos Knights, basically every shooting dog went up 10 to 15 points. The Carnivore went down 20, and then the Rampager went down a bunch, and he loves towering changes because he has two fists. So he Big Knight go smash now because you can hide him behind the walls is the big change. Big Knight no smash. Other, other small knights went up like 5 to 10. Yeah. Annoying, but whatever. Whatever. Chaos Space Marines, they got some buffs, they got some hits, um, largely where you'd expect it. Abaddon went up 30 is kind of rude, unnecessary. Um, a Blitz went up 10 points for 2, 20 points for 4. Four Trains went up 15 each, which is fair, but it hurts. Everything else you want to see go down kind of went down. Like, your tanks went down a little bit, Raptors went down significantly, or 5 points for 5. Uh, Warp Towns went down significantly. They went from 130 for 5 or 260 for 10. To 100 and 200 respectively, so that's enormous. You'll see a lot. Wow, Warthogs went down a lot. They went down. Even Legionnaires are going down. I quite like this. They went from 100 to 90 for just five, and while that doesn't sound like anything, um, that plus the Rhino going from 85 to 75. Chaos Space Marines have a great way to magnify the efficiency of just regular attack dudes. So I'm I'm actually quite liking Legionnaires, and I'm considering them in most of my lists. Chosen went down five points for five. 
Um, largely speaking, you'll see a lot more bodies on the table, I think, for Chaos Space Marines. Mm -hmm. Pretty happy with that. Dark, dark Angels. Um, this is pretty similar to what most Space Marine chapters have, but much, I think, smaller changes than because the Dark Angels were better. Uh, a lot of the characters went down. Um, a lot of the really good units, like the Lion and the Terminator, stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Based on that, not, not, not substantial changes here. Deathwing Terminator squad stayed the same? Or... Uh, it went down. Yeah. Um, but the, the Deathwing Knights, the boys oh, that went took yeah. right, right, right. Death Guard! So remember, they um, got such huge changes. They got a massive rules change, yeah. and your army gets about 200 extra points. Really big relevant one here. Basically, every character went down 10, every squad went down a bunch per model, and then um, Mortarian went down from, he went from 270 to 225. Sorry, 370 to 325. Wow. Mortarian at 325. Mortarian 325 is like Abaddon price, but he's a 16 wound flying monster. He, was, he hits shockingly not that hard. His aura's aren't as good either. No. He's tough as nails. He's very durable. Yeah. Um, um, 16 point Plague Marines is the point where I actually start to like them. 16 point Plague Marines is great. Just 16 point Plague Marines and the 75 point Rhino. Yeah, that's spammable. Yeah, you, you can take three packages of that. Um, yeah, so the problem with Plague Marines, honestly, is just they have like. So in the unit, you get. Three heavy plague weapons, one uh, bubotic weapons, two melted guns, two plague spewers, two... And a five-man? And a ten-man. Oh. Two um, blight launchers, then a plasma pistol, then a bunch of plague knives, and then whatever the characters are attached to. You get like a million things. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so much OC2 that actually does something, I guess. It doesn't do a lot, sure. but it does, for 16 points, you start to do something. Yeah, nothing but adding the fact that all of it's an extra AP for your contagion. Yeah. Basically, your minus one toughness. Like, Marines were this issue where, like, man, my army is AP 0, AP 1. And then, like, you drive up and you're like, cool, I'm contagion. You're minus one armor save. I'm going to pay one CP, Ferric Blight. Now all my bolters are AP 2 and my flamers are AP 3, Ignore's cover. You know what else I'm looking at, which I think is quite interesting? The Blight Lords? Blight, well, I'm, I wasn't talking to the Blight Lords, actually, but what talks about the Blight Lords? It's a 33-point model. Yeah, it's cheap. They're not terminated. amazing. But yeah. 30, you, could, you can take 10 of these things as 330. Yeah. Um, so you get an assemblage of Terminator weapons. Basically, it's bolters or combi bolters. And then in combat, they're four attacks each at 5 to one mm -hmm. But what you can do, I, I was thinking about this as I was trying to fall asleep last night, is with the Contagion Range and the extra AP strap, they don't give armor save threes. An armor save. Really? They go to AP4, effectively. Wow, that's firepower. Yeah. That, that is firepower. And then you they have lethal hits. So, like, 10 of these guys, on average, kills, like, a Lancer or equivalent in combat. That is super exciting. Yeah. Okay, uh, you can sell me on, on these Blightload Terminators. The I issue is they move four, but, yeah. You deep strike, and, and, like, a squad can, like, walk slowly up the table. Yeah. Um, not ideal. That is no. an issue. Huh. I like the drones at 100. I like that all the characters got cheaper. The characters are, like, aggressively cheap, where you could run character spam, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you could run, like, three putrefiers or three um, Blightspawn. I think you run three Blightspawn. I think you do. I think he's just in. He's 55 points. He's 50 points. 50 points. He's got a strength 7, AP 2, 2 damage flamer. Yeah, and he can... One thing I, I ran into the issue when I was... I wrote, I wrote a list and played it, and I ran, like, all the things that I wanted to try, and then I was like, I don't like any trash here, and then I really struggled to do actions and stuff. What if you just add six by three nerdlings for uh, 210? That is what I wanted to do. Um, I just didn't want to do that in the game because I wanted to try out Death Guard units. I think my optimized list will be, like, 1,500 points of stuff and then 500 points of trash. Mm -hmm. I think also AP3 chain cannons on brigands. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. AP3 changed hands on Brigands. Yep. That is real. Mm-hmm. Or Brigands in your Chaos Space Marine Army or, or Burning Chariots in your Brigands Army. Yep. All that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deathwatch saw a couple point changes here. Basically, the Spectre's kill team, the bad one, went down, and the two good ones went up a decent amount. Um, the Proteus kill team went up 30, and Ugh. the Veterans went up 20, in addition to massive rules changes. This is... That, this so your is... Fry cannons can no longer get plus 1 AP, can no longer get anti-infantry. Deathwatch got hammered. Watch the Deathwatch, and now they're dead. Yep. Jugari got a not enough love. No. Yeah. Um, Ravagers went up, and everything else went down a little bit. Like, it's not... Lilith is quite good at 85, I would say. I think you'd take Lilith solo at this point. Yeah. He's a missile that runs into something. Sun Warriors at 110 is fine. Scourge is going to 110 is better. Um, it's, it's the right direction, but, like, my army, I feel like, still doesn't do anything. Your list gained, like, 25 or 30 points. Yeah. Because you still take three Ravagers, right? And they went up twenty five. So all the other balance, all the all the other, or sorry, they went up. Yeah, they went up. They went up twenty. And then all of the other changes just kind of help balance that out. So like, you don't actually end up gaining anything. I like that Ravagers went up because they would have been the most efficient Eldar unit yep. you could take. But I hate that they've gone up for Jukard. Yep. I completely agree. Honestly, the way I would have solved that would just jack the price of your frame way up. Yeah. Right. Make her forty points more yeah. expensive as a tax. Pay to take Inari. Yeah. Um, Gene Steeler Colts here, they got hit fairly hard in very targeted places, which is exactly what they needed. And they got a couple points drops in some nice places, too. Um, Aberrants, we've got 10 Aberrants going from 330 to 370, 40 points on them, kind of sucks. Ridge Runners went up 10 each, so that's another 20 points in most lists. Acolyte Hybrids went up from 150 to 170, so 20 points there. Usually that's 20 points per 10-man pack. Your Adeline Jackals went up. Um, this, I thought, was rude and unnecessary. They were already kind of bad, but now they're not in it. Biophagus went up 10. Clamavis went up 10. Unnecessary in the Clamavis. Just rude. Um, neophytes, the big offender, they went up 20 as well. And of course, your army is literally made of Neophytes and Acolytes. Nexus went up 10. Primus went up 20. So basically, your entire army went up net 20 per unit, and you had, like, I don't know, what unit plus character times 6 would be like... 12 units. So your army went up like 240 points. Reductive Strabateur went up 10. Fear Strains went up. Um, life sucks for the GSC. Now, GSC, in my opinion, were the second best army in the game, shy of only Eldar. And honestly, if you played very well, they could hang with Eldar. But They had a positive one in Eldar. I, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Um, so in, by that sense, they should get nerfed. Yes. Pretty hard. I'm not against it. Was this hard enough? Was this too hard? I'm really curious. This, I think, yeah. I think Eldar got hit less hard than GSC. I don't know. The rate like getting I, I think Eldar got hit harder. I just feel like GSC had one thing that it tried to do, and everything I tried to do got it. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Time will tell. I think GSC has gone from like S tier to, I personally think, like A tier, bottom of A tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. The more the balance state has kind of like settled with me, the more I'm starting to think that Eldar did actually get a substantial nerf. Really? Yeah. That's good. I, they, so. I, I first tried this and I was like, wow, Eldar is still the best army in the game. It's no question. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, right? I really hope you're right on that. I really hope they are not the best army in the game, frankly. Someone yeah. else needs to turn. Grey Knights looks like they have a lot of drops. Grey Knights, Jack's WC list went up 200 points. Wow. Yeah. Went up? He he now is playing with 220. So it went down. It went down. Sorry, it went down 200 yeah. points. Yeah. He yeah. gained 200 points. That's crazy. It was uh, already great. Paladins went down 60 is the big one. 
Terminators went down like 30, Strike Marines went down, basically everything in the went down a lot. Mm-hmm. All the characters went down, so huge yeah. changes. Basically, your Grey Knight list, you can now fit in two extra Strike Squads. Like, take take what your list was, add two Strike Squads, that's your new list. Yeah. yeah. Imperial Knights, your big knights went up a little bit. And then, the little knights went up a little bit. Well, then, it's really Canis Rex went up, and then the two little knights went up. Yeah, other than that, really no changes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing too exciting. The big change for knights is the rules changes. Um, Votan had a similar treatment to Death Card, where just everything in the army just got huge points drops. Votan also gained 200 to 250 points in the list. Wow. But yeah. I, I don't know. Votan's probably the army I know least in 40k right now, but it, this seems significant. Um, a lot of their stuff is just terrible garbage. So the problem is, like, they're getting a huge buff, but like I said, they're going from terrible garbage to, like, just mm-hmm. or okay. They're not going from okay to good. Right. Um, Hearthguard going down is helpful. 30 Hearthguard is some of thousands now, which is crazy. Do you think Leagues of Votan got more improved than Death Guard? Um, I don't think so. I think Death Guard is the most improved army in the game. Yeah. They, they went from being, like, unplayably terrible to, like, solidly mid-tier okay. I think Death Guard might actually be good. Yeah. Um, time they time. still move forward. They still move forward. Which is an issue. Necrons. Necrons, Illuminar Zeris went down a ton. And then a couple of the bad things went down. Silent King went down, like, 70. Lich Guard went way up. Crypto Thralls went up 10 points a model. Warriors went down in points. So your list just pivots from being, oh, a Doomsday Arc, Scott. Um, they went up uh, 30 points a model. Okay, so, I mean, Doomsday Arc's going up means you might not see those. Which no. that, if, if the damage-dealing parts of Necrons went up and things like Warriors went down, then... Basically, war- Necrons pivot away from any semblance of damage to um, now you take 40 Warriors. Yeah. And that list is much better than it was, and the overall damage of the game is down, because Desolators, Eldar, a lot of the natural predators are no longer a thing. Did the Warriors go down? Yep, Warriors, Necron Warriors. Okay. They went from 240 to 220 for 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're just spamming Warriors. You spam more. You take like crazy. 40 or 60 Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Plus the character support's pretty much the same. Yep. But Necrons are one of those armies where like a lot of their stuff went up 10 points, a lot of their stuff went down 10 points, it ends up being the same. Yeah. But the, art, the game, Necrons basically stayed like flat. But the game changed around them. Yeah. So the Necrons did the same. The game went down. And, and Lichguard too. Like, Lichguard Lich, went, Lich went up. Was going to change yeah. builds. Lichguard you don't take anymore. But people were already starting to move towards warriors. Right. So you take the warriors instead of the Lichguard now. Yeah. Orcs. Um, the orcs are very simple. There's a lot of changes here. None of them are super impactful. It's a whole lot of like the truck went up five points. The unit inside the truck went down five points. The <laughs> army stays the same. Yeah. Um, orcs are already an army that was like actually quite okay. I think orcs are top end of the spectrum. Oh, very much Especially, so. like, they were an army that was like, I hope I don't go second or Zeldar and just die. Yeah. Now you have much less problem with that. Yep. So orcs went from being, like, pretty good to, like, very solidly competing for, like, they can win majors and stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I would take orcs to a major if I was an orc player. I'd be oh, happy yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not even a question. Orcs, mm. are, orcs are good. Um, Space Marines got a Space ton Marines. of drops. Um, basically, all of the bad units went down. A couple of the good units went up or stayed the same, like stuff like Sternguard. Desolators got nailed. Yeah, got nailed. Um, as someone who's been diving Marines recently, big changes here. The aggressors went down. Um, the aggressors went down. People are already taking those. The um, dreadnoughts went down a lot. Um, they all went down like twenty points. The ballistas went from above two hundred to one seventy five. Sorry, not the ballistas. No, the the, the brutalis. 
Fatalis. Yeah. I don't even know what that the one ballista is. The Ballista's is now 150. It's the punchy one. The Ballista's at 150 is kind of crazy. Good. Yeah. Uh, the Redemptor at 210, I think, is also quite good. Yeah. It's a Ballista's that shoots slightly less hard, but fights and is um, minus one damage. There's going to be a lot of Marines in the world. There are. Um, heavy Intercessors. 21 points a model. For toughness 6-3 wounds. Yep. Space Marine. Yep. Armor Contempt. Yep. They're plus one save naturally. What? Against the damage one weapons. That's their ability. What? Yeah. They're, they are thick for, like, no cost. That is nuts. Um, The Land Raider Redeemer went down 35 points. That thing was insane. Yeah, I went from 195 to 160. Sorry, 295 to 260. Wow. Marines yeah. got some love. Marines got some love. And now with no Eldar natural. Well, I say no Eldar, but Eldar not just being the apex predator. Yeah, Eldar are good. They're just not impressive. Yeah. No, Marines are very good right now. Um, Space Wolves. Here's one I'm very excited about. Space Wolves got similar to all the other melee chapters, just massive points drops across the board, except for Wolf Scouts, which went up lol. Um The big changes here, um, Logan Grimnar went down 45 points. Mm-hmm. He was 145. Now he's 100. Thunder Wolves. How many points per model do you think a Thunder Wolf is? 40. 30. 30. 30 points a model. 30 points. For T6, Four up involved, three up save, armor contempt, all that jazz. And then in combat, there's seven attacks at AP2 damage, two plus one to wound. Floral state. What? Yep. What? Yeah. My I am legitimately writing Space Wolf list with 18 Thunder Calf. I wrote one this morning with 24. That is insanity. I'm so happy for Space Wolves. Yeah. That Space, is crazy. Space Wolves got like good. Thunder Calf have not been that good since fifth edition. Yeah. 30 points of model is the point where you just take like a bunch of them. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Literally, play space with their orcs. Yeah. Oh my god, you run at them. Yeah. Okay, Tau Empire. Um, pretty sweeping changes across the board. Um, a lot of the really bad stuff went down. Really, the big one here is Crisis Suits went down. A lot. So did all the commanders. Commanders each went down like 20. Shadow Sun went down 40. All of the Crisis Suits went down 20 points for the unit. Mm-hmm. 18 Crisis Suits with attached characters is less than 1,400 points. So your most talents are going to look like that, plus 600 points of trash. Yep. That's crazy. It's going to be 18. They fire so much shots. It is almost 200 shots at 822 ignores cover. What? With, with sustain two. And four rolls to hit. That's only on turn three and beyond. Right? Yeah, for one, you just yeah. turn two. But yeah. 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 It's, um, it's a lot. <sighs> okay. Tau. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do they have any strats to show up closer than nine inches? No. Okay. So, still, Tau. <laughs> yeah. I think Tau have gone from, like... Tau have gone from being, like, very low mid-C tier to being, like, A tier. Yeah. Tau are, like, a legitimately good faction. Tau often just cross that threshold of, like, speed and damage, and then they kill you. And, they did it. And then yeah. they crossed they, it. They... Yeah. they they went from being like sometimes not enough damage to they do enough damage now. Yeah. On turn three, there's not an army in the game that can tank a tie shooting phase and not get almost completely tabled. Oh wow. So the way you would try to fight town in my head is thinking about all these 75 point rhinos running around. Yeah. And be like, okay, instances of shooting is a great way to counter you have three Three. crisis bricks. Yeah. Um, and tactics, of course. But that tower is gonna be a menace. Yes. What about Thousand Suns? People, Thousand people Suns? were all about Thousand Suns as the new up-and-comer when Saldar gets nerfed. Thousand Suns went up 10 to 15 points on every single unit. And the thing about Thousand Suns is every one of the units was actually two, because you have the unit and the character. Uh-huh. Thousand, Jack's Thousand Suns list lost about 300 points. Wow. They, they got hit hard. Did anything get cheaper for Thousand Suns? I don't think so. Yeah, it's not looking like it. Predator went down five, but like whatever. Sure, I think the Land Raider went down five. 
Um, so yeah, largely speaking, your characters went up across the board, not like crazy. No, but like 10 or 15 points. Like arm on a disc went up to 140. That's yeah. not enough. That's a lot. And, like five rubrics went to 105 from 95. You yeah. did that unit like how many times? Six. The problem with that was not like you had six units that went up 10. It's like you had 20 units that went up 10. Yeah. Right. Cause so. each character went up and they went up in some cases more than 10. Uh, it yeah, was like, like enlightened and Zangor stayed the same. The burning chariot got cheaper, which I actually think is a nice inclusion for thousand yeah. sons. Magnus went up 30. You still take Magnus? Yeah, it's just it's just Thousand Suns were too good. I would say mm-hmm. this this might be a little too harsh, but I think it's, it's yeah. the, they were too good. Thousand Suns were too good. I think yeah. they are now in the C tier category. I, I think they were. I think they were a critical mass faction that lost critical mass. Perhaps, perhaps they don't have enough damage now, especially because other armies got cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyranids. Tyranids had a lot of really some, really substantial changes here yeah. from the uh, thing. Uh, big one is Zoanthropes went up a ton. Yeah, 180 for 6 turned into 220 for Norns 6. Norns went up like 30 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically basically a lot of the stuff that was really good went up a lot. Well, we say it was really good. The Tyranny Codex hasn't even officially released That's yet. That's fair. So it's like, this is just the new points you were dealing with with your Tyranids scratch out the Codex point values. I hate how they do that, but also like, I get this, it. this is the way they have to do things. I get yeah. that. Um, it's annoying. A lot of quality of life upgrades gone down the drain like Barb guns go up to 60, you know, yeah. they're just a little more expensive. Barb was up to 75, and they're worse. Um, I don't know if I how I feel about this, but I, I don't have enough context about what the new tier codex brings. I played one game with the new tier codex, and I played it with Death Guard, and it was a very close game. I ended up losing by like three or four, but yeah, but you know, that's this is so that game is totally contextless, right? Because yeah. Death Guard changed so much, Tyranids changed so much, and it's like there's no also, baseline there. He and I are both running very unoptimized lists trying to. Test new things out. Right. So, right. So, you know, you had a very good game of two un- not optimized armies, yeah. which is great, you know, but not indicative of knowledge there. Fair. Um, at least meta knowledge, I should say. And then World Leaders. World Leaders got a good love. They did. Eight pounds and Exalted Eight Pound. I think they're still too expensive, but they are no longer like hilariously overcosted. Exalted Eight Pound were three, 180 for three, and now they're 150. A regular Eight Pound went from 150 for three for, to 135. So that, that is significant. Um, your Corn Berserkers went from 105 to 100, yeah. which is not enough. All of the generic vehicles went down. Yeah. Um, the Rhino went down. Your Mahler Fiend went down, which is pretty good. It's actually quite good in World Eaters. Its speed is crazy. Um, the yeah. Terminators even went down. Overall, this is what you needed to see. Just yeah. wasn't enough. World Eaters actually were like a fine book. They just were way overcosted. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I like their rules. I think yeah. they, they have they have interesting mechanics. I think the Road of Eight Bloody Steps is pretty cool. I really wish they just... Uh, why specifically Quorum Berserkers better? Yeah. How much is the Rhino? Is it 75? 75. Nice. Um, so, yeah, if they had better priced Quorum Berserkers, you could do like a Rhino spam army pretty effectively. But instead, I think you're still going to see vehicle front of them style world dealers. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, that's pretty much all of the changes you saw in the Minotaur Field Manual in the Balanced Stage Slate. Sorry if we glossed over some. There's a bajillion. It's totally worth giving it a read at the Warhammer Community website. But now is the fun part. Now we're going to go over to part two. That is going to be for patrons only. You can subscribe on AOW40K.com. It's five bucks a month, and your subscription literally means the world to us. It allows us to keep producing this podcast, which we are on episode 204 of. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? 
And in that episode, this part two, Quentin and I are going to talk about what we're actually excited about. We're going to build lists. We're going to talk about ideas, and we're going to help each other refine and think about the meta in a much more practical sense rather than listing it off all of these are the blanket changes. Now that we have the context, let's start applying it. If you want to join us for that conversation, again, check it out on AOW40K.com. If not, listeners, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week as well. Bye-bye. Like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War Down Under and Art of War Unbroken on the competitive 40K network. The Art of War 40K.com.